Hey, welcome into episode 62 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I am here again with Zach and Jordan. How are you guys doing? Dude, doing great, buddy. Awesome. We are about 24 days away, I think, from our uh, camping trip slash our rookie drafts. So getting pretty stoked for that. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of talk on Twitter about like when you should have your dynasty draft, and a lot of people are big proponents of doing it like immediately after the NFL draft. And if you're just drafting online, like sure, but if you can make an event out of it with your home league, it's so much more fun. Like, yeah, we have to wait a little while, and that kind of like slows things down as far as trades. But we still got a lot of time before the season, so our league is going to get super active after the draft happens, and. I'm, I'm pumped for that. And I think, you know, whenever you can do it, then everybody is able to join and enjoy it as a reasonable time. I don't think you have to do it right away. What do you guys think? I, I mean, I'm a super degenerate. I like to draft before the NFL draft. <laughs> really put your scouting to the test. But, um, I mean, whatever works best for your league. Like, I, I'm a huge proponent of having everybody face-to-face. There's as many people as you can and stuff, but... And um, we go we go hard for ours. Like we go on a full weekend camping trip. We have a draft combine. Like we're we we have some fun with it. If you can do that, I mean, last year was a blast. That was our first year really doing that, and it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. We've done other stuff. We've gone out to like you know uh, like a Dave and Buster's type restaurant that we have here, and like different stuff like that. But the camping trip, that's where it's at. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to the combine. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I will Wait. say that I know a lot of people are proponents of it. And it makes sense, like, especially if your league doesn't get together with the slow draft. Um, my ADHD could never. <laughs> if people take 90 seconds in a normal draft, I'm already like pacing and waiting and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. I did a best ball slow draft and I was. It was driving me crazy. I was like, how are you not ready for your pick? Like, I just don't get it. Like, how does it take us five days to do this draft? Like, it was insane to me, but I I don't know. Yeah, I I couldn't do slow drafts. That's just not my thing at all. So the draft is such an experience. Like, even just doing a mock draft is, like, so much fun. And then when when you're doing real drafts, it's like, that's that's a big portion of, of the fun of fantasy is is preparing for the draft and then finally having that that happen so mm-hmm. well and and like getting a text message from somebody saying oh man you took my guy that's great that's awesome but like seeing the joy leave their eyes as you snipe their sleeper like <laughs> can't, that's the best oh in yeah. person is is way way better that's and so for special. ours, like you draft like away from the group, and as you walk back and you say it, and you see five faces, just like there's no way you took that guy, and it's like, <laughs> dude, it's the oh, that is the best feeling, right? This year, I only have one pick, so <laughs> I only get to do that once to somebody. Uh, but uh, I'll make sure I get in the in the draft a little bit more once hey, all said and done. That's right. Now we had several trades during last year's draft, and we very well could again. So yeah, you can move up if you're looking for some of these guys. Yeah, I, yep. I only had the very last pick of the draft going in into our draft last year. I walked out with Kenneth Walker, so you know anything could happen. True, very true. Yeah. Well, uh, today we are going to do. Uh, 
our first mock draft post draft. So since we know landing positions and all that stuff. So we've talked a little bit about their positions, what we feel um, their draft spots did for them or against them. And so today we're actually going to do another two round 12 team, one QB mock draft. Um, Again, we're doing the alternating picks. So one through three and then four through six and so on and so forth. So um, we're just going to go ahead and, and get it started with, I'm taking pick one, which Everyone knows pick one at this point. So uh, Bijan is going to be my pick one. He should be pick one in every draft, no matter what, uh, in my opinion, even super flex. So, and if you're a QB needy, I suggest moving out of the one oh one. then if you're not going to take him and, you know, get that haul that you can get for that one one spot. I've, I've been seeing a lot of rumblings, people saying Richardson one Oh one from people like I respect in the industry even. And, uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it, you know? Yeah, I just don't think I could do it. No, nah, I uh, couldn't do it. I'm going to be gone. If you're going to take Richardson, trade the 101 spot then, you know? Uh, get the yeah. picks that you can get for it. Because you could probably get the 102 or 103 plus something else and still get the guy that you want. Well, and, so. and looking at Bijan on uh, keep trade cut or, or anything else, he's already... As crazy as it is, I don't know if his value is ever going to be higher, and he hasn't even played a snap. He's already the the dynasty RB one. He's like the third overall behind yeah, Chase and I, Jefferson. If like, I it's crazy. trade out of the one hundred and one, but I wanted to get a quarterback, I would draft Bijan and then try and trade for a quarterback. Like if yeah, you're willing exactly. to move Bijan, he's at an insanely high price right now, and you're going to be able to get a good quarterback. I mean, you know, it's it can be tough in superflex leagues to get a good quarterback, but. If a guy wants Bijan bad enough, he might be willing to, you know, you know, you look at the teams that have good quarterbacks and see if you can pry one away where they have the decent depth there and they want Bijan on their team. So, yeah. mm-hmm. all right. Well, with 102, um, I think I said it on the last episode right after the draft, but uh, I had Gibbs and JSN as neck and neck, you know, depending on what you like. I had them as similar prospects, but. The draft capital that Gibbs got going 12th overall to Detroit is just the ultimate deal sealer for me. Um, uh, running backs in the first round rarely miss. Running backs in the top 15 picks never miss. At least like one RB1 finish in their like first five years. Uh, plus they traded Swift. So like on top of like the insane capital, they like moved a guy to go get him. Like I, I don't see any scenario where you could justify not taking him at two. Plus the role, the role they want to put him in, you know, that, that Camara esque role, the slot receiver plus the third down back. I mean, he's just got that value there now that is even higher than before the draft happened when we, we saw him as a, you know, top three pick anyways, but now I just think it's too high. Yeah. I, I do kind of question, I know they said they would uh, consider playing him in the slot and like, he's a fantastic receiver. Um, but with Amon Ross St. Brown being a prolific slot receiver, does like how does that work? Do you guys think? I still think he's going to be able to be used on third downs, and you know, I don't. I I think it's actually it may even open Amon Ross St. Brown up a little bit more. Um, Playing outside a little bit. I mean, yeah, they have uh, JMO who's suspended for what six games, and it's six like the games. rest of their receiver depth chart is 
it's really bad. So yeah, I could see him going out wide while they put Montgomery in the backfield even. So mm-hmm. yeah. what do you think, Jordan? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think uh, Amon Ra is going to see a little more time outside than he did last year. Uh, if they do actually, you know, but this is the other thing that, to consider. It, it doesn't really affect my opinion of Amon Ross St. Brown because we hear teams talk about, oh, we're going to put this guy in the slot all the time, and it just doesn't happen that often. So, yeah. you know, I, like they may do it at a slightly higher clip than the rest of the NFL, but I don't think it's going to be like a major impact where he's constantly running routes out of the slot and you can kind of, you know, like almost in a, like a tight end role, like a small, you know, like I, I don't know. It, it's just, not kind of like likely the, uh, to be the inverse of Debo in San Francisco, where he's yeah, yeah, it's 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 like uh, depending on on end arounds for wide receivers to like add points to him. It's like it's nice and it gives them a little bump. It means they're going to touch the ball a couple extra times, but like it's not going to make you know it's it's just a boost for their offense because they have that versatility to move him around. I don't think it negatively affects anybody or really boosts his value either. I think it's just like that's one of the ways they're going to use him, but he's going to be utilized heavily. So um, Jameer Gibbs is a smash play. And, you know, with, especially with Jamison Williams missing time at the beginning of the year, I'm not worried about Amon Ross St. Brown, at least not drafting him. Maybe when you're looking at JMO coming back, like you might consider trading him, but he's such a target. Like he demands so many targets. He's a, a complete ball hog. So um, yeah, I'm not too, I, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm a big fan. All right, who are you taking at number three? Uh, three, I'm still going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm just going to take the best available. If you're picking at third, you probably, you know, if that's your actual pick, like draft spot, you are probably in a rebuild mode. Um, if you're the one argument I'd say for JSN over Jameer Gibbs is that like if you're picking at second or third and your team is really bad and you're looking more at long term plays, um, you know, the shelf life of running backs would be the only argument to take Jackson Smith and Jigba if you're looking for something longer, or if you already have, you know, well-established running backs and you desperately need wide receivers. But I think yeah. Gibbs is, you know, value-wise, I think you take Gibbs, then you take JSN. So if you're, you know, if you're one of the better teams and you just happen to have a higher draft pick due to trades and stuff, then yeah, take Gibbs, then take JSN. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I will. <laughs> um, so at number four here, it, it really is between uh, Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison. I I think Jordan Addison has a chance to have a really good rookie year. Being able to be the wide receiver too with Justin Jefferson. And Kurt can throw the ball. He can support two wide receivers. Um it's just a matter of if Addison can do it. Um, that's a little bit of what my worry is. Uh, I really like, you know, Quentin Johnson. It sounds like there's a chance after this season. Actually, it's more than likely after this season, Keenan Allen moves on from the Chargers. Um, so I am going to go with Quentin Johnston at number four. Uh, and just... I don't know that he's going to have a huge rookie year, but long-term I, I like the play with him at, on the Chargers team. Yeah. He's got the same uh, profile as, as Williams there. And, you know, he's what, six and a half years younger mm-hmm. um, and, and being locked into Herbert for 
the next five years, barring something catastrophic happening one way or the other. That's, that's hard to argue with. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I like Quentin Johnston. I just, I have Addison a little bit higher. I think the landing spot for Addison's fantastic. He'd be a little more likely to, um, just have a, a better rookie season. So, um, you know, the immediate contribution plus just like he's going to be playing with Justin Jefferson for probably his entire rookie contract. Uh, so that's, you know, an awesome spot where coverage is going to be pulled to the other side of the field and he's going to have a lot of opportunities to, you know, have single coverage and be uh, getting open as long as he's able to succeed on the NFL field. So I like Addison a little bit more, but uh, either way, uh, I have seen Addison going ahead of Jackson Smith and Jigba in certain situations. And I think that's because people feel like he can contribute immediately. Whereas JSN, because of the of Lockett and Metcalf both being there in a little bit lower passing volume that um, JSN might not, you know, get out to a crazy hot start right off the bat. So uh, whereas Addison very well could be just like the second or uh, second and third with TJ Hawkins in their option in that passing offense where you got a lot of volume. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I had QJ as the highest upside of all the receivers, including JSN, but also the lowest floor. So, and, and that was pre-draft. Yeah. And I don't think the landing spots necessarily changed any of that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you're swinging for the fences, I think you could do way worse. But uh, there is some inherent risk with him. There's a lot of talk about Addison possibly getting, you know, having a thousand yard rookie season, which would be crazy. But it's that Thielen rolls uh, attractive. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> I, I really feel like 104 is is where the draft starts in one QB leagues. The, mm-hmm. the top three are pretty locked in. I mean, you can flip flop two and three, however you see fit. But those three guys are going and then then it's sort of a an even playing field i feel like um i've kind of with the with the fifth pick i've sort of talked myself into two different scenarios here because i have the fifth pick in our other league so I, i've given this pick a lot of thought and uh i think today my <laughs> i'm leaning zay flowers um which really? comes as a bit of a shock. I, I know. But so I was looking at the Ravens and at first I was like, well, I mean, they've got Bateman, they've got OBJ, like they don't throw it a ton. I, I, I had talked myself out of it as soon as it happened. But the more I looked into it, they spent so much money to bring in OBJ and then spent first round capital on flowers. So like that leads me to believe that Bateman's not their guy if you're going to invest in both of those to, to essentially replace him or at least, you know, help him best case scenario. And I just, I don't in my heart of hearts believe that OBJ is that guy anymore. I mean, he may be for a week or two here or there, but I don't think game in game out, he's going to be the wide receiver one. So I really like flowers tape. Uh, I think that Baltimore is going to throw it more than in years past. And I just I think he has a better shot of being a wide receiver one than than Addison does because Addison's obviously with the wide receiver one or one A, depending on how you feel about Jefferson and Chase. So lock me in for Flowers. I like the upside. All yep. right. Well, that makes one six nice and easy for me with Jordan Addison still here. Um, yep. Already talked about it. Love the landing spot. Love the player. So I am of the draft capital. So that's. Pretty easy right there. 
feel like Addison in this tier is by far the safest. Um, He's going to get volume regardless. Yeah. So this is where it gets a little interesting for me. Um, I'm curious where, where... if I was to draft right now, not knowing what could happen in the future, because uh, I think there's a chance that Dalvin Cook ends up in Miami, um, I would take A-Chain here. Uh, and I I, I like the pick, and I, I probably am going to go with A-Chain here, just not knowing if Cook is going to end up there. I just like the the landing spot. I, I think he has a chance there uh, to have a really good rookie year. and really a good next few years. Um, so I'm going to go with a chain, but that would change a little bit for me. If you did draft afterwards and Dalvin cook did end up in, in Miami. Um, I think that was, would hurt him at least now. Was Miami the, the perfect landing spot for him? I think so. Yeah, probably. I mean, the easy uh, answer is always to say Kansas city for any offensive player, but like, he just fits that Miami scheme, that, that speed scheme. Like I like it. I did think that I there was a few mocks where they had Denver actually taking him, and I thought that Peyton could actually make a good role for him. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I do. I really like the Miami landing spot for him. So. Got that track team out there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the fastest team in the league. Uh. All right. One oh eight. All right, 108. Um, The slide's got to stop. I I hate the landing spot, but Zach Charbonnet was the only running back to win the second round. Uh, He's got the skill set and body to be a three-down back. He's not going to be a three-down back as long as everybody's healthy, you know, in that situation with Kenneth Walker. Um, However, given the draft capital, given the skill set, given that Seattle likes to run the ball, um, I'll, I'll take the chance there. Even in a committee, I think he's got excellent upside. Um, he's a he's a better pass catcher than Walker. Um, not quite the home run hitter, but he's got, he's going to see the field. And I think all the running backs remaining, except for maybe one who went two rounds later, is looking to be in a committee. So uh, let, let me take the talent. We always say talent over landing spot and let the landing spot figure itself out later. So... I'm going to stick true to my word there and, and take Charbonnet off the board. God, that landing spot scares me, though, so much. Like, yeah. I'm just curious what it's going to do to Walker and to Charbonnet. Uh, I think they, they may, they're going to lose volume, obviously, but they may end up being more efficient with their touches. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, neither one of them is going to just have a bell cow role that you'd like that, you know, the, the same role that Ken, uh, Kenneth Walker had at the end of last season. Uh, that's just not going to be there, but um, it's a good team. Good offense They're You know, they want to run the ball, so they're going to be able to do it. Um, one nine is really interesting here. Um, I think I'm going to mix it up a little. I do like, Kendra Miller, who I was considering here, but I think this is kind of getting to the point where I would just take the ridiculous upside swing and I'm going to take Anthony Richardson here. I can't knock it. I've seen him go as high as like one six in single quarterback drafts, which sounds crazy, but 
the upside is better than anybody. I, I get it. Yep. I don't hate it at all. Yeah, I think, too, in a one-quarterback format, a lot of these teams near the back that are competing teams, they may need a quarterback. Like, you, in, in a one-quarterback league, you can get by with, um, you know, pretty substandard quarterback play as long as you have studs at other positions. And um, if you, you know, if you already have a good team, a contending team, and you add a guy like Anthony Richardson, and it, even if over the next two years you only get, you know, or next like three or four years, you only get one season that's like anywhere near le- what Lamar did in his MVP season with that kind of rushing upside, like that could be the difference maker for your team that year. So um, I think that, you know, you, you got to swing for the fences sometimes, and this feels kind of like a good spot to do it. Yep. I like it. All right, uh, 110 to you, Brian. That's me. I like the Kendra Miller pick. Um especially with, you know, there's a very good chance that uh Kamara is suspended for next season, so I like the rookie year, but I'm actually I'm actually going to go with Jonathan Mingo. Um, I like the the building, you know, block rookie quarterback. We don't necessarily know uh, who per se is going to be the wide receiver one now that they moved on from DJ Moore. Um, so I'm curious to see what he can do in it. You know, <clears throat> I like the I like the pick there at one ten. He's definitely going to get a lot of opportunity in that offense. There's so many open targets and no established wide receiver one. So he's going to get a good shot. He's extremely athletic, and I like that pick there for sure. Yeah, they've got some <clears throat> some older guys. Everybody in that system is new, so there's not like the incumbent like target monster. Um, I think Thielen and Shark are still going to be relevant, at least in that mm-hmm. offense. I don't necessarily mean fantasy, but as the season goes on, um, I'd be very disappointed if Migo doesn't take that over. He's got the talent and the size. Agreed. So I'm uh, I'm I'm torn, boys, uh, with this pick because I know who I want, but I'm looking at so I'm looking at ADP right now, and I feel like I can selfishly get him at my next pick, but uh, I'm, I don't know. Uh you know, all cards on the table. Uh, I think Kendry Miller is next up for, as far as ADP goes. I I know Jordan is too. Am a Roshan Johnson stan, and I love 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 that Chicago landing spot. Um, and you know, you'll hear everybody say like, "Know your league." <clears throat> if I was drafting with uh, you know some randoms or doing a best ball, and I didn't know anybody, I'd probably go Kendry Miller here. But knowing that Jordan is in this league, I got it. You got to get your guy. <laughs> so I'm going to call it a reach. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of guys that are in the similar tier here. Uh, so I will take Roshan with the next pick. Um, he's got a better opportunity to be uh, uh, the team's RB1, not the RB1, but the part of the team he plays for. Then Kendra, I feel like this year, um, New Orleans is kind of murky. They've got three guys, one of them may be suspended in a Kamara, but even still they signed Jamal Williams too. Um, whereas Roshan's just got uh, 
Herbert to compete against, it looks like. so And, and Justin Fields, in fairness. But uh, I love the talent. No, I'm going to take him. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I like it. Uh, I've been seeing him rise for sure. He still usually goes in the second. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's a good pick. I like Roshan I've, Johnson I've him as well. mid-first a few times. And I, I can justify it in, to myself, but I don't know. I think as the off season progresses, like if you have a later rookie draft and like, as we head into the regular season and for redraft purposes, I think he's going to continue to rise because that, you know, like you said, he doesn't have a lot of competition there in Chicago. If he's as good as he looked in college, you know, yeah, yeah he played second fiddle to Bijan, but everybody would have played second fiddle to Bijan. So like he was, he was great there for Texas and, uh, I think he's going to be a really solid player. Fourth round draft capital is not the best, but it's also not terrible. He very well could be, you know, this year's Damian Pierce or Tyler Algier. And, you know, consider that too, when you're drafting him, that he may very well be a guy you want to look to flip in the future. Doesn't mean he can't be a productive player for you this year. It just means, you know, but those fourth and fifth round running backs can get replaced pretty easily. So, um, I like Roshan Johnson a lot for this season, though. I like it. I really like that. At 112, Um, I am finally going to take Kendra Miller. I've seen him go a lot higher than this in a lot of mocks. I think this is a great landing spot for him. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the the situation's murky, but we saw when Kamara came... Uh, when Camaro was drafted by the Saints, the situation was murky as well. They had Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson on the roster at the time, and then uh, after the Adrian Peterson trade, I think week six, uh, Kamara and Ingram were both RB ones the rest of the way. So uh, it's you know that that situation that possibility exists. It's not as likely at all because you don't have Drew Brees there like you did at that time, and so the, you know the offense isn't what it was then. It's a totally different situation. But uh, if you you know we've seen the Saints succeed with a, a two headed monster there before where both running backs can be valuable for fantasy so i'm not too afraid of a situation where it's just jamal williams and kendra miller or where it's just camara and kendra miller i think you'd get plenty of work so ah i was hoping he'd fall one more to me Mm. um you can be a homer now though I am 100% going to be a homer now, (laughs) and uh, I'm going to take Marvin Mims. Uh, (laughs) Even not being a homer, I still like the pick at the 2-1 spot. Um, You know, I'm not sure what's going to happen overall this season. You know, we are getting Fireball Jones back. Uh, but how he's going to be, you know, at the beginning of the season, we still have Jerry Judy. <laughs> yeah, Fireball Jones. Um, uh, that's a that's a Ballers reference there for everybody yep. that doesn't listen to the Ballers. Uh, and um, you know, I, I still like the pick. I, I think you know, long term, he, he's gonna he's gonna be able to develop into something there. And I'm not sure what's going to happen with Judy and and all that stuff going forward. So um, I like the pick. I like the landing spot for him. I was pretty excited to get him where, where we were able to draft him. So I'm going to take Mims at the 2-1. One thing that I've kind of I, – I think Denver will obviously be better than they were last year. Um, should Hopefully. they – Yeah. Should they not be, though? I think – I wouldn't be shocked. You know, um, 
there were rumors that they were shopping a receiver all off season, uh, depending on where those came, whether those came from Denver or other people were calling, asking about Sutton and Judy, who, who really knows, but if they struggle, you know, and if, as Kansas city runs away with that division, <laughs> um, I wouldn't be shocked if they did trade one of them mid season, um, which uh-huh. would give him more role there too in, in Mims. Yeah. Yeah, I could see Judy getting moved midseason um, if if something, you know, does happen. I think Judy has more draft capital in return for him than Sutton does. So I could see that happening, and then it, it would definitely open up quite a bit for Mims. So, agreed. All right, 2-2. Two, two. Um, I'm not going to lie, I... I, I am uh, one of the biggest haters of taking a tight end early, and I still feel like this is a little early, but like this is sort of the range where I start to think about uh, specifically Kincaid since he did have, you know, first-round capital, went to a really good team, really good quarterback. Uh, however, uh, I'm not going to do that because I'm, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to... Surely this one will be different. I'm going to take Rasheed Rice. Uh, okay. You know, everybody wants a piece of that Kansas City offense, but you never know which one's going to be. Uh, but surely th- it's going to be this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. it's It's got to be this time. Uh, who do you guys think is going to be the wide receiver one for the Chiefs? Take Kelsey out of the equation. I was going to say maybe. Kelsey. <laughs> who, who do you think is the wide receiver one this year for the Chiefs? Jarek McKinnon. Out of the backfield, um, I I think it's gonna be Tony's spot to lose I don't know uh, if he's healthy. Yeah, if I mean, he can stay healthy, healthy, it's healthy it's got, so. yeah. For three games, it is definitely Tony. The rest of the season, I have no idea. Right. I own yeah. Tony and Sky Moore both in our our dynasty league, and you've uh, got to take Rice then, right? You have to. Yeah, I absolutely have to take Rice. No, no, it's not happening. I'm not in range, anyways. I I think like like I said with uh, like with Flowers and some of the other guys, like the upside is there. Um, there's definitely safer options here, uh, but man, he's got. You're drafting a Patrick Mahomes wide receiver. Who went in the second round? So, so there's always a chance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like the pick also because you didn't take the guy I wanted here, which is Jaden Reed. Uh, Packers drafted him in the second round. I like the profile. Uh, definitely has been rising since the draft. Uh, you know, wasn't uh, a highly like scouted prospect, but um, obviously, you know it. From the move they made, it looks like the Packers want to find somebody uh, who does a little more than Romeo Dobbs was doing for them. So, uh, you know, him across from Christian Watson, I like that combo. We'll see how Jordan Love plays this year uh, and go from there. But I think Jaden Reed is uh, gonna be gonna be a good guy, a good player. Uh, you know, he broke out really early, and if he would have come out after his third year, uh, I think he would have been a like a really exciting prospect for a lot of people. And uh, he ended up kind of injured this year. And so I think, you know, you can look past the injury and, and look at the production early on in his career. There's a good chance that he's actually a good wide receiver. So he's definitely got an opportunity. 
Uh, at the 2-4, I'm actually going to go with another wide receiver. I'm going to go with Jalen Hyatt uh, going to the Giants. Um, I I like him as a prospect. I like the, the landing spot isn't terrible to me either. Uh, we don't necessarily I, – I think there's an opportunity for him, and I think there's a good opportunity in his rookie year to develop into something. And long term, I think it could – turn out pretty good for him. I, 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 I think at the two, four spot, it's he, he, he's up higher than I originally had him in my draft board, but um, I actually like that, that landing spot for him. Yeah. I, I wish they would, I mean, not as a Cowboys fan, but as a, a fantasy fan, I wish they would draft a non slot receiver at some point. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, that's all they've got uh, outside of uh a tight end now, Waller, they added this year. But, um, I mean, Daniel Jones, he doesn't throw it a ton, but he's got to throw it to somebody, right? Yeah. He made it work sort of last year with, with no one, really. So um, he's got a chance to, to win that wide receiver one spot, depending on what Wandale Robinson does year two. But um, he definitely does have, yeah, he definitely does have a chance to win that wide receiver one spot there for the Giants. Uh, if he can be that guy, I'm not a huge believer in Jalen Hyatt, but uh, that's just my personal opinion. But uh, yeah, I just don't know if his game's going to translate. Like, not that he's not a good wide receiver, but I just don't know how well it translates. So we'll have to see how that goes. But. Uh, yeah, here in the second round, though, I mean, he was a second round pick in the NFL draft, so it's definitely worth the shot on the upside there because there's a lot mm-hmm. of upside with that player. Yep. All right, two five. So there, I'm looking at. There's two running backs I like. Hate the landing spot. Um, I'm looking at Spears, who you know we talked about having a maybe a three-year window for, for his entire career, given his medicals. I'm less concerned about that than I am him being behind Travis Henry. So Travis, Travis sort of, Henry? Derek Henry? Travis. Jesus. Who's, who's Travis Henry? He used to be a running back. And Derek Henry. <laughs> yeah, I, I was also looking at Bigsby. Henry. I have Travis <laughs> I knew you. Yeah, I knew you were looking at Bigsby. I have, you said that. <laughs> I have ETN's game log pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was looking at Bigsby, too, because Hasty played pretty good as his backup when ETN um, – he only missed one game, but he, he only had three games where he had like less than – or four games where he had less than 10 carries um, after missing his rookie year. So, like, I definitely don't want to label him as injury-prone, but it's it's something you need to be aware of. Um, uh, that being said, I, I'm going to pull the trigger at 2-5 on Kincaid, I feel like. Um, I, if you draft a tight end in the, hopefully you don't draft him in the first round unless you're in our league, but, uh, if you draft a tight end with any sort of capital in a rookie draft, just don't expect anything the first year, like Mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts, who was much, much better prospect and went much higher in the draft had a, well, he had a thousand yards and one touchdown his rookie year. Um, and that was like the best in what, 50 years. They just don't produce early. Um, Kincaid's going to a lot better spot than Atlanta. Uh, he's going to a lot better quarterback. But even still, like this is a he's long-term also playing play. behind another tight end, though, too. So he is, but 
I mean, it may just be coach speak. They're talking, so like, you know, we said with Gibbs, they may wait, play him at a slot role. That's what they've talked about him as being more of just of a receiver and Knox more of a blocker and a red zone threat. So he, he may get more looks than Knox, but even still, like, that, that's Diggs' offense. That's, you know, that's Allen's offense. So um, it's a long term play versus a try to get points the first year. For sure. It always is you know, one be piece of news that we one piece of news that we didn't actually touch base on uh, was the, the Foster Moreau signing. Did you guys yeah, see that? He signed awesome. with the Saints. Yeah. I'm pumped that was, for him uh, that he's been medically cleared to play football. Like I've been, you know, I'm rooting for the guy as a not just as because he's a former Raider, but he seems like a good dude. And so I'm happy that he's gonna be playing football. Yeah, that was I wish huge. It was for the Raiders. Um, yeah. I mean, that's but like guys, as high and as low as you can get. You know, he had cancer. That's the scariest thing. One of the scariest things in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's and he got signed, a million dollar contract. A three, signs a three year deal. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, sorry, just on the tight end talk there. So, no, you're um, good. And you're right. Congrats to, to Foster Moreau. All right, Jordan, who do you got at the 2 6? Well, I could be a homer. The top of the draft board here has uh, Michael Mayer, but uh, I, I'm not going to take him yet. I think he'll probably continue to fall, but um, I think, you know, I like the two running backs you named, but there's another player here who was taken in the second round at wide receiver. There's been a lot of hype videos around him. He's a smaller guy, but uh, he's fallen down the draft board here as well, and I'm going to take Josh Downs yeah. uh, next. Two six, the value is just too good. You know, I'm seeing him go around there in like super flex drafts. So this is this is great value on him, and uh, hopefully he can make something happen. He's he's fast and or very quick. So mm-hmm. good route runner. Yep. He looks good in the videos, but it's without pads. You know, nothing's really happening yet. Everybody looks good in their preseason hype videos. So. As as high as I am on Anthony Richardson, which is very high, I've faded all of their uh, receiving targets. He, you know, he, he may prove us all wrong with his accuracy, but um, Pittman's Pittman, gonna be great. He's yeah. gonna be great. You just wait. I mean, at least at least Pittman's big, so you know he could lob it up and have him go up and get it. Um, whereas Downs, you know, doesn't have that advantage, but he, he may be open. Is the uh, you know, playing across from Pittman and being a, a tech, tech technician, it was hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> words. Um, I am gonna go with one of those two running backs that you named here. I am gonna go with Spears. Um, I'm going with Spears over Tank because yes, ETN does have a little bit of that. You know, could be injury prone status here, but he's still younger. It was his first year after a pretty major injury and and looked good. Um, but Spears is, you know, following an aging running back, uh, you know, someone that we're not sure, one, how long is going to be on that team in general, and and two, you know, how his body is going to hold up even this season. Um, and I think Spears has the talent to be a really good running back in this league. So that's why at, at 2-7, I'm going to go with Spears. But how long will his body hold up to if it's true that he doesn't have any ACLs? So he he may even I was I was looking into it like he may get some third down work and then obviously be the uh, the backup as far as carries go. 
I, I would expect them to see the field some. Um, and they may like they may not run Henry into the ground because he's 29, he'll turn 30 in the playoffs. So you, you just never know. But that being I said, I'm not going to bet against that guy. Spears is a phenomenal best ball pick, late best ball pick. He's actually been going a little bit higher in best ball than I expected him to. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he's a good best ball pick if you're doing your drafts already for that, too. That makes sense. I, I could definitely see that. And that's a hell of a position to inherit, you know, should, he, mm-hmm. should that happen. All right. Um, so my philosophy sort of in these, like, middle rounds is – just take the best player available. I know that's as generic as it gets, <laughs> but um, regardless of position, unless you have like literally no running back wide receiver and you have to take somebody just to start somebody. Um, so with that said, I'm going to take the 101 in the real draft and take Bryce Young off the board here. Um, he's not the cheat code that Anthony Richardson is where you could justify taking him earlier, but middle of the second round getting the guy who went first overall uh has all the tools he he's he's mobile he's not like he's not a scrambler but he is he's mobile so you know there's there's some of that there but he's accurate he's got a heck of an arm um you know not the best receivers as we touched on but you got to shoot for the moon at some point so with this spot so, like, so why young this time over stroud because when we did our other mocks and I went young over Stroud, you said that you would go the other way around. I thought you took Stroud over Young. I'm pretty sure. Ooh, I took we're going to have to check the tape. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to. Yep. We got we to check the tape. We'll get back to you next week on this one. <laughs> I don't remember. I, it, I believe it, at that point, well, we also thought Stroud was going to go one on one. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a while where the odds flipped and it was looking like Stroud was going to be the first overall pick. So it might have been during that time. And if he was the first overall pick, then he probably would be getting drafted ahead of Bryce Young. Yeah, I I really, as as muddy and yucky as the Carolina receiving core is, uh, Houston's is worse. So, um, yeah, yeah, that I'll do that. All right, I like it. Okay. Uh, at two nine here, this is interesting. Um, there's still a couple names I like left on the board, but I think the kind of obvious choice for me here is between you know taking like a Michael Mayer or a Sam Laporta, one of these guys that I think um you know, has a a long-term upside as a tight end for those, those teams that they landed with that, you know, over the next couple of years could really develop into an awesome pass catcher for those teams and tank Bigsby. And uh, in this case, I'm going to go Bigsby. There's still several tight ends I like on the board. So I will take tank. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you took tank. I am going to take Michael Mayer. Uh, as much as it pains me to draft any Raider, uh, I think that he has the chance to, one, see the field this season, but I do think that he has a chance to develop into their long-term tight end. Uh, we know that the Raiders do like to use the tight end position. We know how much Jimmy G likes to use the tight end position, and uh, I think Mayer has a chance to to develop into a, a pretty good tight end 
in, in the league. So there's really nobody else there. I think if you're drafting a tight end that you have to play this year, he might have the safest floor. He's going to be on the field for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's just going to be out there. Like he's he's going to be out there for blocking and passing. So. Uh, yeah, that's why I say he may just have the safest floor of any of the guys. Although, like, I don't think he has the the best year one upside, um, but that's possible too. That's sort of who I have him as as a prospect in general, though. Like, I f- feel like he's going to be one of those guys who has like really long productive career, but he's never going to be like the tight end one. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, no one knows, especially a tight end. But I, I could see him being very. I, I think he's definitely going to be a guy that's in the league for a long time, um, mm-hmm. you know, physically, hopefully. But uh, I, I just don't see him as like that Kelsey Gates um, sort of tight end. So, but when Kelsey was drafted, we didn't see Kelsey as Kelsey, right? I mean, that dude was not drafted to be the player that he is today at all. Um, it's wild. Uh, like none of the top tight, the actual top tight ends were drafted that high. No, uh, you know, there was a lot of you listening to. I listened to the Kelsey's podcast and talking about their draft process, like what they went through. And there was a lot of teams that told Kelsey that they didn't see him being in that position, and they talked about moving him to wide receiver and all this different stuff. And then now look at the guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, we're at 211. All right, I feel like this is a really good spot to take Stroud similarly to to the young pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's boring, so I'm not going to do that. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, I, I've been – I'm I'm guilty. I didn't do a lot of research on this guy pre-draft. Um, and this is sort of more a landing spot thing. He didn't have great capital. Uh but the opportunities there with Chase Brown going to Cincinnati, running back, uh, you know, P. Ryan left. Uh, Mixon is for all, you know, it looks like he's back. Um, but he's got some potential legal stuff looming. Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't, I don't want to touch on that. I don't know what happened uh, until something does happen. I'm not going to really speculate on it. However, uh, I, I think Brown would slot in as, as the backup. Um and potentially more. So I'll take that opportunity. You know, it's a good offense and they, they, you know, run the ball despite having all those receiving weapons and Joe Burrow, they run the ball a ton. So P Ryan saw the field quite a bit in the last two years. Um, Brown ran for over a thousand yards last two years in college. So he's, he's capable. So I'll take a shot there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. I like it. Um, yeah, there's there's some. I mean, I like Sam Laporta. I like C.J. Stroud. I think they're both you know reasonably good draft picks at two twelve. But uh, this is the last pick of this draft, so I'm gonna pick a guy that I think people need to remember this name. Um, you can almost certainly get him in the third round of your drafts. Maybe you know, maybe even the fourth round. But um, you you kind of touched on this earlier where there are a lot of rumors circling that Dalvin Cook might not be in Minnesota for very long, uh, that there's the potential of him going to Miami or there's potential of him, you know, being cut and being able to sign pretty much anywhere. He would, uh, you know, certainly try and sign with a contending team. So 
Uh, if that happened to be the case, D Wayne McBride would start flying up draft board. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I am going to take Dwayne McBride here with the two twelve. Please remember this name. If you're drafting in the next couple days, couple weeks, while well, we haven't heard anything about, uh, Dalvin cook, um, you know, he, you can probably grab McBride in the third round pretty confidently. Um, and if you are drafting after June 1st, which we are on our camping trip, there's a possibility that Dalvin Cook gets cut June 2nd. So, uh, yep. And then you're going to end up, if you are drafting after that, he probably will end up being a second round pick. He will fly up the draft board for sure. So I'm going to take him here at the 212 as a reminder to keep an eye on things. As we go through the off season, things can still change a lot between now and the beginning of the season. So, um, I like that. Another one, another one I like at that two twelve spot too. Zach Evans going to the Rams. Uh huh. Um, he yep. was you know, the other I, I, one I was thinking about. Yeah, I like that spot there too for him. Uh, that's another one that I've been seeing right around that, you know, two twelve, you know, to three two range, and I really I like that pick too. So. You know, I, it actually got me thinking when you mentioned uh, Dalvin being cut. The rumors I've read, heard, whatever, mostly Twitter, you know, they it sort of said, you know, wait till till June first. Let's see, you know, for tack, uh, for cap implications. We go camping on June second, and we are out in the middle where there's like no cell phone reception. That that draft may be interesting with everybody being in the dark if something happens while we're out in the boonies. Oh, <laughs> Dalvin Cook could be cut at the same time Dwayne McBride is being drafted in our rookie draft. And, and we have no have idea. That's why idea. Johnson's not coming till Saturday. He yeah. wants to see all who gets cut. He's got that last second info. We're going to have uh-huh. to take a, a trip down to the town uh, some, you know, late Friday and make sure yeah, we All get of us updates. hop on Twitter. <laughs> I can see. I We're going to have to get totally a telegraph or something. That, to... Yeah. Sends smoke uh, signals into town. Uh, we'll, the, spend, the we'll spend Friday finding radios. where the reception is, so we can uh, do. So we can head out to that spot Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. But all right, well, that'll do it for our uh, two. Do you want to do a recap real fast? Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and. Ru- you want actually, Jordan? You want to go through it? You, sure. You, yeah. Uh, we started obviously with Bijan Robinson. Jameer Gibbs was the second pick off the board. Then a run on wide receivers, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison. Then you had Devon A-Chain. Is it Devon or Devon? I thought Devon. Devon is how I was hearing it. Zach Charbonnet goes 1-8, which I like that pick a lot. And then Anthony Richardson at 1-9. Jonathan Mingo, 1-10. Roshan Johnson, 1-11. And Kendra Miller rounds out the first round at 1-12. Then you have Marvin Mims, Rishi Rice, Jaden Reed, and Jalen Hyatt all going with the first four picks. Then the first tight end off the board, Dalton Kincaid, 2-5. At 2-6, you got Josh Downs, 2-7, Tajay Spears. Then our second quarterback, Bryce Young, comes off the board at 2-8, followed by Tank Bigsby, Michael Mayer, Chase Brown, and with the last pick, Dwayne McBride. I like it. Nice. I like it. It's kind of crazy to see Stroud still on the board, though, going into the third round, even in a one QB. He's, he's lost a lot round. of shine um, as the you know draft happened and shortly before and shortly after. 
that's a lot of value though like you said i you know that's a three one right there a lot of people too were you know when when we were doing pre-draft mocks people were projecting the texans to potentially take jackson smith and jigbo at the 12th pick uh, mm-hmm. obviously that didn't happen. They traded up from 12 to three and, uh, took the defensive end there. So, uh, there's not a lot of weapons that people were really excited for Stroud potentially having or, or Bryce young. Cause a lot of people had Stroud going one one then and Bryce young going with the second pick to the Texans. So, uh, I agree that there's some shine that is a little lost on CJ Stroud right now, just because of the weapons there. Um, and a little bit of lost draft capital next year too. So we'll have to mm-hmm. see how things are going to play out for the Texans. They still do have a first round draft pick next year because of the Deshaun Watson deal. So even though they traded their pick away, they, they still have a first, but um, it's probably going to be a later first. The Browns are, you know, getting good, good over unders on their win totals from, from Vegas right now. So they're, you know, expected yeah. to be at least a decent team in the AFC. Yeah. Well, hey, just to mix it up real fast, I want to say, uh, you know, early Happy Mother's Day to everybody. It's this Sunday. Um, tell your moms hi or a mom you know, somebody else. Uh, tell them you appreciate them because we wouldn't be who we are without them. So, Happy yeah. Mother's Day to everybody. Happy totally Mother's Day. Everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Any other call. Any other call. shout outs we need to make? Zach, congrats on finishing your finals. Yeah, it was, yes. was a fun day. I had three of them today, so super fun. Hey, that's huge, man. That's huge. And you get to celebrate tonight. Oh, just remember, your... C's get degrees. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the motto today. Hey. hey, your wife's already been texting me, so <laughs> she's excited for you too. So, you know, and uh, man, we are, yeah, we're three weeks away from, I cannot wait for this camping trip and to hang out with everybody. It's going to be, it's going to be a blast. Let's so, go. you know, and I'm going to win the combine. So well, there's a first time for everything. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, we're, we're going to, we're going to tighten up a few of the rules this ah. year. Uh, yeah. 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 We're going to tighten but, up a few uh, of the rules. But, I don't know how capable we'll be of doing that, but. <laughs> Or following them if we do tighten them. Hey, that's why that's why we have our wonderful significant others there with us to tighten up the rules. Well, we cannot remember that the, the rules need to be tightened. The, the combine yeah. stars. Come on, stripes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How could you yeah, miss especially, that? <laughs> especially on the chugging part. That one's uh, that one's got to be tightened down a little bit. Oh goodness. So, that's but, my game know, though. Like I don't know. I don't know if you need to tighten it down. You can just give me the uh, the W on that one already. Yeah. Ritter won it last year. Yeah, did he though? He did. He did. Fred and Square. I Let's... checked. I checked the can. Right. I checked the can. So yeah, it was pretty good. Um, no, I, I can't wait. We're actually this year. I want photos though. We need to get some stuff on Twitter. I want video of the forty yard dash stuff because that is hilarious. Yeah, Y'all are gonna have a blast watching some of this stuff on Twitter. Um, speaking of Twitter. Uh, you can find us at Best Coast FF, and you can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. And BCFF underscore Zach, that's Z-A-K. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. And uh, we will be back. When do we think we're going to get the next one? Because we'll probably do a, a Superflex a mock next. Yeah. Uh, Sometime next week, maybe, I'm sure. Maybe this week okay. or early next week. 
Okay. All right. So look for it uh, early next week for that, that super flex mock, mock draft. And um, thank you everybody. That's, it is blowing my mind still. We took such a long break and to see how many downloads and how many people are listening to this podcast still with how long of a break we took. That means the world to us. Like seriously, it is incredible. I've been, I, I hadn't looked at any numbers, wasn't really worried about anything, but I was curious after how long of a break we took. And when I chimed in and I took a look and there was, you know, a few hundred downloads immediately on the, the first episode, I was just like, whoa, this is awesome. So, you know, thank you everybody for the support. It, it means a lot to us. Much love. Thanks guys. All right. Well, you guys have a great rest of the night and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.